Today is a hidden feast day this year, the Feast of the Guardian Angels, because a Sunday is more important than the memorial of the Guardian Angels. But to honor them, we pray. Angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love commits me here, ever this day be at my side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. How long has it been since you prayed that little prayer? Anyway. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. We just heard Jesus' response. It is a real challenge to Christianity if there is a lack of understanding of what he means by faith. For the purposes of my homily today, there are two types of faith, and the difference between them is crucial to understanding the mystery that Jesus is presenting. There may be other definitions and applications of the word faith, but for the sake of my homily this weekend, I'm going to talk of only two. The first kind of faith is the kind of faith that all of us have. It is the faith that leads to salvation. It is the confidence we have in the promises of Jesus and the work of God in our lives. It is one of the three theological virtues. You do remember that they are faith, hope, and charity, right? The second kind of faith is the kind of faith that Jesus is talking about in the gospel. It is a type of knowledge that we just know that God is going to act in a particular way. It is very closely related to the spiritual gift of prophecy, which is knowing the mind of God and declaring it so that others can understand how God is moving in our lives. This second kind of faith, obviously, much rarer than the, for the first kind. But here's the mistake. Some try to say that if you have if you ask for a miracle but do not receive that miracle, that somehow you don't have faith. This is too narrow a vision of faith. It has caused many people to question whether or not they are truly believers in Jesus. Because you don't see miracles, then you do not have faith. If you do not have faith, you can't be a believer. Do you see the dangerous mistake being made here? If having faith means you work miracles... And if you don't see miracles happen because of your prayers, can you trust your salvation? That is the problem of a single dimension meaning of faith. So that is the first part of the issue that is of importance in our gospel reading today. The second part has to do with the expectation on the part of Jesus that the apostles would be working miracles. Yes, that is his expectation. The second part of our reading goes into a lesson from Jesus on being humble, specifically a humble servant. This little parable that Jesus attaches to his declaration about faith the size of a mustard seed is given because he expects that his apostles will do miracles in his name. But he knows human nature very well. Because of this, he knows that there will be an inclination to pride. In the charismatic movement of the Catholic Church, we have seen a number of people who had a very strong gift of healing, but many of them have run into problems. The problem was they had great falls from grace because they began to think too much of themselves and their work for the sake of the kingdom that they took their eyes off of Jesus, who is the one who works the miracles. Anyone who has that gift of miracles, well, it is a gift and not something that 
that person owns. Too many people have thought more of themselves than they should. This has caused a lot of heartache in the spiritual lives of those who looked up to them. But Jesus is calling his apostles and all of us to the humble recognition of our uselessness. Yes, that word is that strong on purpose. Nothing can be accomplished without the grace and the hand of God. It is not that God cares nothing for our work for him, but we are not to let pride get in the way of what we do. Look at the closing instruction that Jesus gives in the gospel. When you have done all, you have been commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what we are obliged to do. And as it was with the apostles, so it is with us. What we do for the Lord, whether it is almsgiving, teaching, working miracles, being a bishop, a priest, a deacon, a consecrated person, any kind of worker for the sake of the kingdom of God, if there is any pride tied up in it, we are making mistakes. I fight this issue myself. This is why when people thank me for a good homily or anything that I connect with my work as a priest, I will almost always say, uh, praise God, thank you. There have been those who have taken offense at that, not here, but in previous assignments, because they don't understand the necessity of praising God for the work he does for us and through us. Please note that last part, for the work he does for us and through us. Often we fail to give thanks to God for the greatness of his love and mercy and for the fact that he has called us to work for the sake of his kingdom and for the sake of his people here on earth. We are unworthy servants, but we are servants in the household of the eternal king. Now back to a different topic. Father Frank and I have been talking about the need we have in our parishes to make further adjustments to the mass times. The pastoral planning team wants to give you an opportunity to vote on what option we are going to take. We have ballots with two different options for what masses we are going to be using. Our planning team has been spending a lot of time trying to figure out what the best would be. It is hard to face the issues we are facing throughout the church in the United States, not just in the archdiocese, not just in these two parishes. Indeed, these issues are almost worldwide. We are in what many people call a post-Christendom time, when people will not approach Christianity. So there are adjustments that need to be made. Unfortunately, some people do not want to make these adjustments. I have heard that there is at least one and maybe more of our parishioners who have decided to leave the parish because of this impending change. I am disheartened by that, but I knew there would be casualties of this type. But you have a chance to vote again this weekend. I want to encourage you in your struggles with this adjustment. It is the final part of the work that Father Lorig started. Some people have asked, why pursue 530 as the correct time? It is not an arbitrary decision. There are three points. One. It makes a common schedule for the evening masses so that parishioners can know that at 5.30 they can head to the parish that has either Saturday or Sunday mass. Two, also because of the half-hour offset, we may attract people from other parishes 
who did not make it to their own parish's 5 p.m. Mass. It is short-sighted for every parish to have the exact same Mass times. So we are looking proactively at other churches' schedules, and we are suggesting the half-hour offset. The third point is that Sunday evening may be a good day and time to try to start some type of youth ministry in the parishes. I said last weekend that I plan not to reveal my preference. I think it is important that you, the parishioners, have a more important voice in this choice, even though we are choosing to limit the choices available. We had to narrow down the options so that a decision could be made. Also, and finally, I will be doing a blessing of pets in honor of St. Francis of Assisi at 2 p.m. on Sunday in the parking lot at St. Thomas More. You may bring your pets, pictures of your pets, or if you cannot bring your pet, bring a toy that your pet uses. Anything, anything is welcome to be blessed in honor of the pets and in recognition of St. Francis of Assisi.